Whenever we get together, there is laughter, there are tears, and there is a genuine soulful conversation. Ning Bai Zura is probably the most famous singer in Malaysia. We met on the school playground and became friends because our boys were friends. Ning has recorded under the international music labels Sony, BMG, AMS Records Japan and Warner Music Group. She has recorded 15 albums and has extended her talents into acting, fashion and fragrance. To hear her sing live is to witness true mastery. Ning brings so much joy and emotion to her singing and to her life. From a young nine-year-old finding her voice through to her first album at 16 and even till today, Ning continues to live her authentic self and truly celebrates woman. Ning and I have often spoken of the highs and lows of ageing and for the both of us we definitely see more upsides. For all her success and accolades, Ning is grounded in her family and her faith. I can't say enough about this amazing woman, so I recommend you do what I did and Google her. I'm so excited. So tonight I get to interview a very dear friend and someone that I've known for a number of years, and I'll explain how I know Ning. But this is Ning Baizura. I know that many people in Southeast Asia and Australia would be very aware as to who Ning is, but my story is um, we met on the school playground. <laughs> That's right. right. Hi. <laughs> Everyone, this miss is me. <laughs> I'm with you, babe. I miss the banter. I miss the, the dancing. Yeah. I, miss yes. the I miss the singing. <laughs> You're fabulous and mine not so fabulous singing. Um, you do but... sing for me too. <laughs> I try to back up. Well, I do have that lip sync video that we did. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> it has to come out at some point, right? It has to. I, yeah. I give you the permission to release it. Go I'll ahead. You, I'll get you to sign <laughs> off on it first, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and our other backup singer as well. I need her permission as well. That's um, right. So how we met was our little boys were going to the same preschool. And yes. we chatting and um Went for breakfast one time with another couple of mums, and that was awesome. Yeah. And then someone actually said to me, oh, you know who that lady is, don't you? As in you. And I'm like, yeah, I know her name's Ning, and her son's name is Ryan. And they're yeah. like, oh, she's Ning Baizura, like the famous singer, like the, you know, everybody knows her. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you know, I, went I, I, that. <laughs> I went home and Googled you. <laughs> yeah. And then and I, I watched about... I watched yeah, about four YouTube videos of you. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was good. like, shit, she's really amazing. She can, she's like Whitney Houston of Asia. Far out, man. <laughs> that, that was then, and I think because the fact that I was just being myself and you accepted me for who I am as a mom, and then a friend, a mom, and then just, you know, somebody who just uh, loves to just adrenaline junkie kind of person, you know, and then we became really close as friends and then you come and watch my show and then later you're like, okay, cool, I know Ning, all right, she's my yeah. friend, but not that, 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 that person on stage because you knew me first as who I am when I'm off stage, which is yeah. great. Which is Ryan's you know. mum. Yes. <laughs> and you knew me as Soul's mum. And I think that yes. also makes for a really genuine connection, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. it does, big time. But I just want to <laughs> elaborate to the listeners that 
Um, Wing is, yeah. is, the, is the quintessential diva and I mean that in the most positive way because when you meet this woman and you get to know her she's absolutely wonderful her heart is amazing but she sings like nothing else and if you don't know who she is you know google her google, what, do google, what I, yeah. her google YouTube uh, Instagram Wikipedia <laughs> yeah Thank you. Thank you so much. That's a great introduction. I think a lot of people um, uh, do, those who know me, whether it's, you know, in, in Malaysia or Southeast Asia, wherever I go, they expect, they have a, a certain type of, of expectation, I guess, when they think, oh, oh, she's a diva. Oh, she's a soulful singer. Oh, she's like Whitney Houston. She wants this, 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 this. But, but actually, it's, it's not even like that. That's why I'm, I'm blessed because I'm always reminded to be grounded by my friends, people like you, you know, um, real moms who are like working hard and who are just like independent women, strong women. So that keeps me grounded and rooted. That's very, very important. If not, yeah. I can always like forget where I am, you know, but I don't, I don't want that. And I'm, I'm blessed that I, I have friends who actually remind me of who I am. Yeah. yeah, I think um, I want to invite you to tell a little bit about your story because yes. today's episode is um, it's about talking about the soul or doing things yes. to light you up or following your purpose, which is really important yes. because even as we age, we should never, ever forget our essential purpose, who we are as people and the gifts that we've been given. So I, I invite I you, I'm going to switch myself off and I just want you to tell your wonderful story, how you actually got into it. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, just, just in case people don't know, I am um, uh, another six more years to 50 and I love it. I'm 46. I love it. I haven't turned 46 yet, but having said that, going through this journey of, of, of passionately singing, it took me a while to discover what my purpose was. Of course, everybody goes through that. So when I first started singing, at a very young age of nine years old, I was I was on doing radio commercials and you know um, learning how to sing with an opera 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 linguist teacher, uh, studying violin, playing piano, and at the same time very active in sports. And my mom was a single mom, you know she still is a single mom, and it, it's tough because we. We don't come from a well-to-do background at all because she's like, you know, what teachers get paid, you know, at that time, which is just very, very little. So she was very hardworking trying to send me to go to learn all these music classes, learn how to play violin, learn how to do this. And I appreciate that. And from that point, when I was nine years old, I knew I wanted to be a singer. It was weird. It was just a feeling that I can do this. I just love music because that's my way of expressing myself and my way out of just becoming, I don't know, making people feel good, basically, you know, and touching people's soul. And I, 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 at the age of nine, I knew I was going to be a singer. No matter how big or small, I just want to sing. That was it. Because I knew I had this talent, I've got this voice. And, and then I started like, you know, evolving entered some competition but there was not much back then which was in the 90s 1990s really and my first um, record I released when I was only 16 years old and I was still schooling 
and it wasn't legal still, you know, because the recording label said, no, we're not going to release this until you're like um, legally 17, right? <laughs> or else, you know, we're going to get into trouble. So we waited for a year to release this album. And I was just discovered just from one contest, one small competition. I didn't actually win. I got the third prize as a best voice of Asia, meaning it's like um, it's a it's a it's um, it's an award where they give you some amount of money, but at the same time they have to develop you. So it's for for you to become something. It's the best artist development kind of award. So I was lucky at that point because I felt okay. I I knew that this is the right thing to do, and I know that music is my in my blood and singing is something that I can definitely share because I have this, this voice. So then when the record came out in 1993, 1994, I was already a little bit like, you know, grown up, but still didn't have that um, exposure as much as now because, you know, back then there was no social media, nothing. It was just mainly you, the, the fans, which will write into you. So I would get letters from fans when I first came out with my album. They would give me teddy bears, they would give me presents, letters, and I would read and open my fan mail. And it just felt really nice at that point because people were just like acknowledging me and saying how different my soprano voice was. It's good. But that was the beginning of everything, which was pros and cons. I was writing stuff about everything was... Yeah, I'm a grown-up girl, I'm a teenager, I go through this, this, this. And then later on, my music was more, more um, dramatic, more melancholy. Everything was like, I think it was good, really, because I'm telling people about my life and what I'm going through. And I was connecting more with, you know, how my, my father was not there and being, a, the, you know, the only girl and how I'm trying to take care of my mother. And at, at 16, I was already taking care of my mom and my, my stepsisters, basically the, the person who was giving the income to everyone, you know, and that was tough because I didn't really have my teenage life. There was no teenage life. For me, it was like, oh, 16 years old, 17, I'm already on stage, you know, putting on makeup, wearing makeup, and I have to be an adult. And the songs I'm singing is, if I don't write it myself, you know, I felt if I don't teach myself to write and express myself soulfully through my music, whether it's good or bad, I am never, ever going to be this wholesome or I'm, I'm never going to evolve, you know. And at that point, I knew I had to leave. There was one time I actually left Malaysia for a good two years just to live. And I went to I went to Japan, released an album there, a jazz album, because I wanted to do something different. I got I got really fed up of recording labels. They, they, they kind of like all recording labels uh, all around the world. Even Taylor Swift goes through this. You know, you know, everybody's got this issue with their music label. So music labels have got their own set of their mindset of like how you should be a pop singer. So they wanted me to be a pop singer, but pop's not my genre. You know, I've always loved, you've seen my performances. I've always loved singing stuff from like, you know, um, Etta James to, you know, you know, all the soulful, um, Roberta Flack, Anita Baker, soul, R&B, 
Yeah, and and I just want to interrupt and just yeah. let the listeners know that um, it took me a couple of years to actually see Ning sing live, um, just because it's like too yeah. hard to get a ticket, basically. So her husband actually managed, once I became friends with Chris, then I managed to get a ticket, and it was wonderful. Yeah. It was a Valentine's Day um, yes. a private concert, so yes. it was absolutely stunning oh, i mean i'm a little bit i'll just say i do know music a bit i have there's music in my my family background and of course i interviewed my sister last week and she's a singer so we've been brought up with singing and i can't i obviously can't sing but i do oh, you know your music i know <laughs> I you know my music. music yeah and there is very few people that i would rate that would be able to sing um, those big ballads and I think when we talk about big ballads people know the people that you were describing yeah. the singers we're talking the big voices the Whitney Houston the Mariah Carey those voices that are just phenomenal they um, who else Adele you know they would come out once in five years you might hear someone like yeah. that but I was blown away that when I saw Ning sing she could sing any song any song like that hands down I literally had to pick my mouth up off the floor <laughs> for like two hours that you sang. And I made sure you sat in front. I, I, I oh, want you stunning. and Dave to like really sit in front and enjoy it because having said that, um, um, having a crowd as close as that is just so enjoyable. Um, it's not about performing for thousands or whatever, you know, bigger, bigger crowd or what. But when you're, um, when you're in a smaller place, everything becomes very personal. It, it becomes much more, I don't know, it's just like touchy-feely, you know, there's so much of emotions that night when I was performing and I, I knew what you were going through and you knew what I was going through and some of the crowd that came, most of them were like just people who just wanted to just listen to good music and to just feel loved, to like cherish each other and love each other because it was Valentine's. And, and I usually work from, I like to tell a story. And when I'm on stage, I, I, I now, because of like what, maybe 28 years, 29 years of singing, it's taught me to, to just remind myself, okay, Ning, before every, whatever kind of show or performance or event, what is it that you want to tell? What is your motive? It's like you, right? When you want to, you know, start doing a journey of your exercise or your, a, a class, what's the theme? Basically, that's what it's all about. You just have to be consistent, come up with a theme. And I usually write a story and the story comes out through the songs. So my journey begins with like when it was Valentine's, I remember every story that I write because I usually write everything down and then I'll go, okay, so this song describes the best about how I grew up when I first fell in love. And then, and then it goes into, he broke my heart. And then after breaking my heart, I wrote another great song. Thanks for breaking my heart. Cause <laughs> it's just another journey. And that was what I wanted my audience to feel until today. I find that, because of that, I'm passionately and blessed uh, for being able to be in tune with, with, with my, my soul, my spirit, and to tell people, look, you go through the same thing too. And that's when you had a tear in your eyes and everybody had a little bit of like, okay, I saw you do it. You're like, okay. I say, I'm not gonna cry, but it's okay. And then later everybody started texting me and said, you, 
woman, you just made us feel like this, like this. And that's, that's what matters because it's supposed to be a journey of love. And if you perform for other stuff, it's got to be a journey of something else too. And life is a journey. And if you can relate to the songs, like whatever songs may be, you know, that people can hear. You don't even understand some of the Malay songs I sang, but you said, wow, that, that the, the way that you're phrasing the song, because you're so intuitive with your emotions and, you know, your instincts at that time. You just told me, babe, what is this song in Malay? When I was singing and you're like, oh, it just touched my heart. That at some point I was not even breathing. That's what matters the most for me when I know that people are like holding their breath because I am doing the same thing and here I am trying to sing. But the hardest part is when you, you sing soulfully. Okay, so my background is opera, right? So I chose to sing rhythm and blues and jazz. Um, and now I discover that there's more, you can do neo-soul, you can do lots of stuff, you know. But at the same time, it is still the basics of your voice, uh, whether you want to be able to go as low or as high, it's got to be able to be nice and sweet and nothing that's too painful because if it's too painful, like I, some voices are like a bit too sharp or, you know, um, but like I said, it's a journey and I've, I've, I've released, I don't know, but a couple of albums, but every record, that I record, record that I make has got a journey and a story behind it. So my full album that was only released in Japan, I wrote everything from scratch. It was totally inspired by this guy that I was, I fell in love with, and he dumped me for another girl. So that was a good story, you know, to tell. <laughs> it's a shit story, actually. <laughs> but you know it's what? A shit feeling. Yeah, the whole great story. The whole world can relate, and that's why it was probably yeah. a sold-out album. And I just that's one of the things I just want to touch on is that. I am yeah. so inspired by your story, like how you got started, but I yeah. only met you, you know, in our 40s. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm so grateful that I've met you at this time of your life when you really don't care what people think. And you do have a very clear yeah. sense of your gifts and your purpose. And so I want to yeah. ask the question, like what does yes. it mean and how does it feel to be a singer in your 40s compared to your story when you were in your 20s and you were breaking out and you were big and, you know, hot like Taylor kind of thing. And, you know, every, every yeah. artist, you, you nailed it on the head, describes the challenges that they go through with yeah. putting artists and bad management. I think that's actually how many great records get written yes <laughs> because everyone yes. has the same experience there but what yeah. does it mean and how does it feel to you today to be still the artist that you are still putting out amazing songs and what are some of the best life lessons that you've taken with you wow okay that's that's um a big question it's 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 i understand what you're trying to tell people out there because right now a lot of women out there when, when they reach 40, they think, oh, wow, I've just, you know, damn, hit 40. What am I going to do? I'm getting older. 
uh, the the premenopause is going to come and my whole okay, okay, go interrupt you. I'm just yeah. going to interrupt you. I don't yeah. think it really happens at 40. I'll tell you no. my friends. My friends yeah. say, "I'm 40 bitches. This is awesome." <laughs> right? And we all go out and we yeah. and we dance and we hit the clubs yeah. and we actually celebrate yeah. that age. It, it's just when we get to sort of 45 yeah. that we start thinking, yeah. "Oh, hang on." Yeah. Oh, things are actually things really are changing. I can't eat that. I can't drink yeah. that. I can't stuff yeah. up. And yeah. it just kind of really hits you like a tidal wave. Yes. And um, but the the 40s, when we hit the 40s, we come in like yeah, like we're, okay. we're excited about getting into the four zero club, right? right? Yeah, yeah. I was partying too. And then when um when 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 the the reality actually seems sunk in, and then you know, you're like sort of like I'm grateful and blessed that I have a great husband and a great mom. And, you know, I don't, I don't have a big family, but at least I'm so close to my small family and my friends are always there for me. You know, I have really, really good friends like you, really close people that I can always talk to. So, but when I, after turned 40, you're right. It was like a question of, oh, now I'm 41, 42. And I just stopped counting. Literally, I just stopped counting. It was just like, whatever, whatever music I'm going to write, it's just basically what I feel like I want to put out there. And all of the music, until today, I'm still pinching myself because I'm still here and I'm still relevant, which is a blessing because not many women out there are, are, are you know, are, are realizing that they, they have to connect with other women. They have to talk. They have to communicate. They have to let go. And if you can communicate through singing, if you can communicate through writing, even if it's a poem or whatever, just do it. I'll be like, you had your first concert, your first live concert in the weekend. Yes. How did that feel? Yes. My first ever, um, it was a small event last Friday. Um, there was a lot of mixed feelings, you know, I mean, being a woman, we're so in tune to our emotions. Um, and uh, for me at that point, I was thinking, okay, what am I going to wear? That was the first thing. What songs I'm going to do? Who's my audience? How am I going to reach out to them? And what are the songs? But I, I was only asked to do three songs. But for me, the three songs felt like 30 songs. <laughs> I asked the, the um, you know, event coordinator and I said, who's my audience? That was the first thing. They said, oh, it's, um, it's a night where, you know, you're going to be um, uh, saying, it's, it's, it's in service, service is... I think it's for the ministry. So it's this one of the VIPs who's been in service for more than uh, 50 years. So I went, oh, okay. So it's uh, kind of like a memorable, honorable night, you know, unforgettable, those kind of songs that kind of like simply the best. So I knew the songs have got to be targeted for people who are 40 and above because that was the audience and everybody was so dressed up to their nines. That was great. The first thing I did as well was, what am I going to wear? <laughs> because I haven't been dressing up, like I haven't put on a long dress for ages. And you know, it's like, let's try on this clothes because I've been exercising and I know I look good. And I, I felt really good putting on this dress, which was like a dress that I wore for my concert in Singapore in 2016. And I can still wear that dress. And that was the dress that I decided, no, I'm going to wear this dress. It's a long black gown. It is beautiful. It's a little bit over the top, but who cares? <laughs> I went up on stage 
It was a, um, the the weird part was I was not allowed because of the SOPs, right? People were asked, oh, especially the event coordinator said to me, okay, so you're not allowed to go down. You're not allowed to say hello to people. You're not allowed to shake hands, which is normal. I said, okay, that's fine. But I said, but what if I want to feel, sometimes I feel like I want to go down to express myself better. I'm not going to go so close to the table. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You know, it's just going to be pitched up, pitch black. So literally I felt like I was performing. People were clapping. They were happy. But there was no intimacy. There was no response. You know, I felt like people were cold. And everything that I said, like, hi, good evening, I'm Ning. You know, I'm always, I start everything on a high note. Everything's hyped up. You know, I'm just like all energetic. You know, I drank all my, my, my high energy drinks and all that. And there was no response. And actually there was, but just because it was too far apart, I felt like, okay, I'm not going to feel down. I, I can do this. So I sang my first song, finished the song. It was a Winnie Houston song, I Am Every Woman, of course. Oh, happy International Women's Week. Oh, thank you, well. thank you. So after now, you tell this story, you need to sing a little bit of that line. Of, can, of, I can, I can, okay. I can, I can, I okay, can. So, so I sang, I'm every woman, it's all in me. Anything you want done, baby. I do it naturally. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, oh, oh yeah, like that. <laughs> I sang that song with the purpose of actually dedicating it to all the women out there. And at the same time, I realized, hang on, it can't just be for the women. And I said, you know, behind every woman, there's always a great man, whether it's a few men or whatever, there's all these men that makes us as who we are. And all I gotta say is I'm brave enough to sing the song because I felt like I, every time I go up out there, even though it's for the event is for something else, but I try and make it a, a, as a purpose of telling people, I choose this song because of this and I respect every woman out there and I didn't have an opportunity. And it was just great that I had, I had the chance of singing the song and I just wanted to tell people and all the women were so happy. You know, they actually came up to me um, when I saw them at the lobby at the hotel and they were like, thank you for singing, you know, I'm every woman, you know, we miss Whitney Houston. I said, well, actually it's not Whitney's original song, it's Shaka Khan, you know, I said, but that's, and then with this hairdo and, and everything and they were like at first we didn't realize or recognize it was you we were thinking like who's this black american girl but and then later we saw oh it's me <laughs> and i felt really good because later i realized they were actually listening you know and whatever songs and and secondly the second song i, I picked was all my hits my hits medley because i felt like i know it's not a concert but i'm gonna make it my concert <laughs> which is absolutely i gave <laughs> I gave, gave them, them something to remember. <laughs> yes, and it was so good that because of that night, I've got a booking next week. Yeah. Again, another Friday, and then again another Friday. So I'm blessed because I feel like sometimes people ask uh, this much, right? But people like us, women like us, we give more than that. We give two hundred percent because we feel like everybody deserves a little bit more. And I so passionately always give a little bit more because I feel like, yeah, what's, you know, you asked for three songs, but I'm going to give you more. So I gave them like a whole long medley, you know, of a few songs. And I thought, it's okay. It's going to go a long way. 
And that's my first event and my first show being up on stage. And I told them, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for making me feel normal again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Nung, thank you so much for the, yeah. the stories. I mean, just listening and spending some time with you now is so uplifting. It's never enough talking to you, you know. I always yeah. miss talking to you it's always great thank you thank you tracy i miss you we all miss you so much you too babe so yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep this part in without editing but i yes. will be pushing pause and kept having a good long catch up with ning <laughs> okay yes yes <laughs> i hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as i enjoyed hosting it I love that there are so many generous women willing to share their story and expertise to help and inspire all of us going through the mire of menopause. If you enjoyed this episode, please check the show notes to follow my guest. All their details are there. And if you want to stay connected for further episodes, please like, subscribe, review, and of course share with your friends. It's through your support and feedback that I can continue to produce episodes. Aroha nui.